and welcome to this special podcast from Seven Vineyard about our new series of talks that we're doing called What the Gospel Means to Me. My name is Bern Leckie and I'm joined today by a special guest, Jess Peterson from Field Vineyard. Hello. Hi. Thank you for doing the first talk in our series. Oh, it's a privilege. We're very interested to know what the gospel means to different people because we know that you could go and look it up in a book you could try and find a little text somewhere in the bible that sums it all up uh but we noticed that every time jesus meets different people and explains what he's doing and, and what god's doing it sounds slightly different to each of those people and and so we're thinking well maybe it feels slightly different and sounds slightly different to all of us so is that your experience as well do you think there's like a best way to sum up the gospel for everyone or have you found that jess i think that god speaks so much and jesus speaks so much about personal relationship and especially in the gospel jesus talks so much about just wanting to connect with us and and the importance of us connecting with our Father God and relationships you can't put into a formula because it's two individual people interacting. Um, So I think that because it's relationship, it's dynamic and it will look different for everyone. I think you're absolutely right. Um, So God can be the same God everywhere in the universe but because we're all different we'll all have a slightly different view a slightly different kind of relationship i guess does that sound right yeah that's that makes sense to me yes so from so so from your point of view how did you first um sort of come to believe in god and and think yes having a relationship with god was something you wanted for me it was from very young i grew up in a home where faith was normal and my parents had a strong faith so i had a real sense of not just um this is the right thing to do but wow jesus is alive and real and the holy spirit is moving and i can really trust jesus and that was something from very very young i really did feel like i often used to say to my parents the best thing they did for me as parents was to give me faith because in the areas where they are just human and couldn't be the perfect parents I felt like father god filled all those gaps and was the parent the perfect parent that I needed wow okay and when you talked to us on Sunday you mentioned quite a lot about prayer and about talking to god like a father so could you tell us more about that how did you grow into believing that was a possible thing Mm, i'm trying to think like also from early on i did process things a lot with god even as a child just going out walking in the garden and talking to him and um then later on in my teen years would go walk on the mountain a lot if um and just pray and just talk to god and um so i think that that was like a way that i just became like my default way of processing life. And then also in my teen years, I saw someone for what was probably Emmanuel prayer, but I didn't really know what it was called at that point. And that was healing prayer slash counseling. And the whole technique was that this person would just be kind of um, a 
facilitator of me getting to talk to Jesus and help me by asking questions of what Jesus is saying. And that's so in that way, also, I think my imagination was tapped into as like a, a tool for communicating with God. Mm. And yeah, so I think it's just been an ongoing journey. Um, and then coming to England where I didn't know anybody, I needed to talk to God like never before because I needed someone safe to process with and he was the one who was there you know always ready to listen so um I feel like it's just the intensity of that conversation has just gone up a notch in the last two years wow so how would you describe for someone who isn't maybe that used to praying how would you describe the difference between prayer where you know and believe that you're engaged with God and just when you're sitting on your own having having thoughts for yourself how how does it feel different and how, how do you get a sense that prayer is a real connection i think that is where the faith element comes in choosing to believe that god is listening and that he cares you know like i mentioned on sunday like without faith we can't please god that is the thing it's not what we do and so it's by choosing to have faith that he does care and all the things he says about himself is true that he is listening that he cares and wants to help us basically yeah so what help have you had from prayer hmm I think as Christians, we are obviously taught the importance of intercession and the importance of healing prayer and all these beautiful things in ways that we can like partner with Jesus and serve others. But I think that, you know, what has been liberating for me is that Jesus also modeled like just a personal relationship. So that early morning prayer where he would go into the mountain um, first thing in the morning that was him and his father talking and you know he might have gotten some prophetic words about what would happen that day but um it was also about connection and him refueling himself and so i think f- for me that permission to um make it about me and the father and and not just going to him like with what's the business plan you know um <laughs> but like hey let's hang out and talk heart to heart about what's going on that sounds a lot to me like a, a kind of a family get together around the breakfast table rather than a sort of, you know, nine o'clock in the office work meeting. Here's the plan sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, that, well, that sounds good. So can you give me an example of how that's maybe helped you one day? Mm. Yeah. So I think just in the journey of coming to the UK, being in a totally different system, I had no idea how anything works here. And so having two children, like I had no idea how schooling works, how um, to get a rental house, how to open a bank account, like just all of those practical day-to-day things. And so in that way, like I really needed God's wisdom. Um, and so I would, I just started bringing all these things back before him and well the first two things was like my goal as a mother was when we arrived I didn't want to work because I wanted to help our children settle in so my first job for the first year was basically making sure that they integrated and I was there and available for them to help them do that and my daughter um she well in South Africa we start school two years later and even then like reception you would start six turning seven, I think, but then you would 
like just be playing anyway. You wouldn't really be learning a lot of reading and that. So she came from reception to year two and it was just such a shock for her. And I know that she's an intelligent person, but she what she didn't feel very intelligent at that time and she was really struggling to adjust. And so like just praying for her and asking God for solutions for her because it's so heartbreaking seeing your child suffering unnecessarily for an on like a, a long period of time. So, yeah, so God really helped me just with giving me like step by step. Okay. Like I would pray and then something would pop into my head and like do this next and do this next. And then the one night she was just totally distraught and just said, like, I was putting her to bed and she just said, I, I don't belong here. I just feel like I can't, um, I'm just, I'm just so sad. I don't feel like I fit in at school. And I was just like, my, it broke my heart and I was crying out to God that night. And I just felt him, you know, uh, kind of prompt me to just do a Google search on um, schools. And um, I just found this school that was the exact same, used the exact same approach that to the school she had been in in Cape Town. So that would be like a easier fit for her. Um, and I just straight away at midnight applied to the school and it's a fee paying school, but I applied for a bursary and they got back to us the next day offering her a place and, um, you know, like just saying she, well, she can come, they send us the papers. She got offered a bursary and like that, you know, for us to be here and, um, her to be in a school like that is that to me is just a miracle. Like, so that was like a huge answer to prayer. And then the next step was my son who um, has additional needs and he needed EHCP and I had no idea how to go about applying for EHCP. It was just so overwhelming. Um, and again, it was just literally day by day, God, what must I do next? And something would pop into my head. I would phone, you know, or contact these people and they would say to me, today's the deadline. You've got to hand this form in. And so everything was just like if he, you know, if I hadn't prayed and 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 done that one thing, like we would have missed the deadline and had to wait another year. So like those kind of things, um, uh, just that day by day, step by step guidance when like including God in the process just helped to fast track that process so much quicker. And in January, my son was enrolled to a school that, again, I just feel like a miracle. It's like our absolute dream school for him. Like we couldn't have imagined a better school and the local authority is paying. And again, it's just a miracle. It's like a total answer to prayer because the special schools in the area were just oversubscribed. So the local authority had to pay for him to go to this school, which was our first choice. And he's just thriving there. And that to me, again, is just like, it's just a miracle. You can't describe it any other way. Mm. That sounds like an amazing amount of stuff that took. How how long was that taking to sort out? Weeks, so yeah, months? my daughter took a year um, for her to settle into that school, and then my son. It was a year and a half before he started there. Okay, and I guess we could imagine that God knew all of these things that were going to happen, but you the the process you've described here isn't about. God just, you know, saying, right, here's the big plan, but more like a sort of a day by day, bit at a time kind of kind of unfolding. Is that that's that so right? Absolutely. Like, um, yeah, 
just giving me kind of the next step, the next step. And maybe because I was feeling so overwhelmed, I didn't even have the capacity to think big, the big picture. Like maybe he just knew like he needed to kind of drip feed me the information. (laughs) Yeah. And and so how important was it to you in in all, when you knew there would be a lot of steps ahead, how important was that feeling of, um, sort of family connection and the belief that God would keep on doing that? How important was that to you? Yeah, I think it was really important for me to know that um, that he wants me to share this kind of thing with him, you know, and just like see him as a loving father who cares and there's nothing that he that is off limits for me to ask him. Um, and I know that he knows best, so he won't always do it the way that I want it, but most of the time he does it better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I right. mean, all the time, but, you know, in my perspective, I can see like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, I asked for that, but he made me wait a bit longer and give me gave me something better than what I'd asked. <laughs> that's really interesting because I think, I think a lot of the time I, I still – kind of think somewhere in the back of my head that prayer is about asking for something that I've worked out and asking God to give it to me Uh. (laughs) you know whereas actually what you're describing is I don't know what's the best thing here Mm. but can we can you show me how to work it out how to take the next step and that's and then you end up doing something that you didn't didn't imagine yes how hard how hard is that being open to 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 sort of different ways that things could work out then that's a journey like a, you know in the relationship that's like a journey of growing in trust mm. and I think I'm surprised at how forgetful I am that he's always faithful you know <laughs> yeah so the next time something like urgent comes up I'll still you know be like oh my goodness this is terrible like will God come through and it's just you know he's so patient that every time like you know he's starting from in a way from scratch maybe not like as you know like three steps forward two steps back and he's like remember i did it last time i can do it again <laughs> amazing yeah. and and you shared uh you took us through a way of praying like that that jesus taught taught people to pray to god as father hmm. um is that something that you do every day it's not something i do every day and i just try and experiment all the time with like different ways of praying scripture and then liturgy. And um, since getting to the UK, Caleb and I have been praying through a book which um, has scripture-based prayers. And I've been like doing a lot of Google searches for like scripture-based prayer books because I want to know that what I'm praying, I can back up. (laughs) Oh, tell me about that. What does that mean? I feel like I can pray with greater faith, like when I'm praying his promises, because if it's in scripture, I'm like, okay, I know that you said this. So this is aligned with what you want for me, my family, the church, you know? And so um, I feel like it, it helps me to pray with authority and faith when I'm praying things that are, aligned with what he has said he wants to fulfill i see and what promises are standing out to you at the moment as as the ones that you want to see come to fruition Hmm, that's a good question um so he's kind of taken me on a on a journey of building up my faith and like so after my 
daughter was settled in the, in the right school for her, um, I felt him say, okay, now I want you to pray for your son. And after that, I felt him say, now I want you to pray for a house. And after that, I felt him say, now I want you to pray over the church. And so it's kind of like um, being these journeys. And I think, you know, our first church is our family. And so God is like honored that in that for us to be effective as a family, we need to be established and our children need to be looked after. And we need to have a home where we feel like we can come home to. And um, from there, we're able to give a lot more. And so the promises that I'm saying on for the next thing is, um, you know, the bigger picture of our calling in Bristol and field church and what he wants us to be fulfilling and um, just going after in that area. That sounds amazing. So how then could, uh, if you could ask people listening now to pray for you, what would you like us to pray for? Mm, sure, that's great. Um, yeah, I feel like, like I said, like a, a, lot, a lot of people say, you know, it takes at least two years to kind of settle into a new country. And I feel like we're just coming into that like actually getting over the fact that we've moved and the, just processing that. And now um, we're a, more of our energy is like being freed up to really like pursue what God is want, what he's brought us here and called us here to do um, in the, the church that we're leading and in the city and what, how we get to be a part of that. So the prayer that I'd love people to join is just, um, God to really speak to us clearly about um, his heart and his vision for the vineyard in Bristol as a whole and um, and our church field and um, and the impact that he wants, the way he wants to use us in the city. Amazing. That sounds uh, a really good place to, to leave that so we can go and pray for you. Uh, thank you very much for chatting with us today. Thanks, Ben. It's lovely to chat to you.